Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Did you get some sleep last night watching uh, NXT two hours on USA for the first time? AEW Dynamite debuted on TNT. How are you feeling today, bro? Jesus, dude. Definitely, definitely slept it off as much as I could, <laughs> but uh, it was a busy night. Definitely wow. a busy night of wrestling between the two shows, but in a good way. Like I, I went to bed very excited for the future of not only just the Wednesday Night Wars, as people are calling it, myself included, yeah. um, but just the entire world of wrestling between what's going on next week, or rather this week, and going forward. We have the draft coming up. Mm. AEW got off to a strong star. I just tweeted this, and you replied literally 20 minutes ago about how WWE congratulated AEW and doing so well their first tonight which has to mean that aew won out in the ratings so we'll see a little later on today they should be out by the time this podcast is either over or up within the next few hours so very interested to see how that shakes out but in the meantime though uh yeah it's, it's been a busy week but in the best way possible so what you're referring to is what um i think pro wrestling.net um, it says congrats to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head uh, telecast of NXT on USA Network and AEW on TNT are the fans who can expect Wednesday nights to be a competitive and wild ride as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. Now, I ask you, is that real? Like, who, who, <laughs> who said that? Where was that? But apparently you're telling me it is. And if that's the case, we'll start there. Um, you're saying that that is a, a high indication that they know that they lost in the ratings. Either A, they lost mm-hmm. or they got smacked. Or uh, my thing is, why would they do that? Maybe just to kind of show like um, there is there is competition, but they're not, they don't want to be seen like they're the bullies in the competition, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I saw someone else say the same thing on Twitter, which is hilarious because they're like, oh, you know, NXT is not a developmental brand anymore. And then they're like, listen, if you want to brag about your ratings over beating a developmental brand, even though these are like unknown kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I had seen someone tweet about that, too. But um, I think AEW took the right approach. I think both companies took the right approach. This wasn't double or nothing when Cody, you know, smashed the throne seemingly, I mean, almost overtly taking a shot at Triple H or WWE doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the statement was clear. Classy, crazy. You would have never seen that 20 years ago. They would have never said, oh, Nitro is doing better in the ratings. Congratulations. Like, it would have been a lot more hostile. So, um, it's cool to see because both shows last night, I watched AEW first over NXT, but both were pretty straightforward. Um, I mean, you can always argue, oh, this show is better than that one, whatever. But in terms of, oh, they didn't say, like, fuck NXT on AEW or, like, fuck AEW on NXT or, or fuck NXT on AEW, whatever, you know what I'm starting to say, uh, on both companies, which is cool. Um, it's not like they're working together or anything, nor should they. It, it is absolutely competition. People don't want to say that it's a war. It absolutely is a war, at least for the same viewers, you, me, me. 
and everyone else out there, at least the hardcores. And uh, based off what I've read so far from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter and other sources, they it looks like they pulled in over a million viewers. And I tweeted this the other day, but that countdown special uh-huh. they did on TNT on Tuesday night, which had very little hype and no like original matches or anything. It was really just a hype video for the debut of Dynamite. It did 600,000 viewers, dude. That's unbelievable for a countdown special. So Dynamite definitely did over a million, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, maybe considered, you know, compared to five years ago, that's nothing. But by modern day, you know, ratings and records and stuff for Raw and SmackDown and shows like that, Mm -hmm. that is really impressive. So I'm very excited for the feature of both shows. And both shows killed it last night. So I'm excited to break it down. So now, you know, let's say tomorrow the the ratings do come out and it it is over a million million for aw I, I would assume that rating is high because one it, it is a brand new show uh wrestling is now back on tnt for the first time in, in 18 years um it's fresh and so a lot of people are like you know let me go check this out now uh, if those people are staying on for the whole entire show that's one thing if they're just tuning in for the first half hour or whatever to see what it's all about it's still gonna be. It's still gonna produce a high number. So if it is over a million, are you uh, kind of putting that together where it's that you know what was presented on TV was the reason why it is a high number, or the fact that it is a brand new show back on TNT? I mean, I think there's a lot of different factors. The hype, it's been hyped up for months now. They announced this TV deal. I mean, back in May, but they announced the date and the time and stuff like that in July, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, like mid-July. So the hype has been out there for a long time. And you even you know talked about it before we went on the air here about how you and your brother, who's a casual fan at best, wanted to check out the show to see what they had to offer. A lot of people are like, oh, what's this show? What's this new wrestling promotion? They were promoting it as A New League Rises, which is intriguing for anyone who's like either sick of WWE or hasn't watched WWE or wrestling or whatever in ages. You would see on Monday nights or Friday nights now, or mm-hmm. you know, NXT is probably closer to the level in terms of quality. But beyond that, though, it absolutely is different than what most casual fans would say with Raw and SmackDown. Um, but yeah, I mean... The, the week one ratings are impressive. I said the same thing with NXT a week or two ago when it pulled in a 1.1 rating for that first show and then just barely over a million views. I think maybe a little less than a million. I forgot which one it was for last week. That was also just hour one. That wasn't the full two hours. People may have tuned out after that. But remember, the second hour was only on the WWE Network. Um, I mean, first night, not to say that if AEW's ratings come out later and they're huge to not celebrate. I think that's a very, very much a reason to celebrate. Um, But like WWE put in that statement they put out earlier today, it's not a one-night sprint. It's a marathon. So even if AEW wins tonight, NXT may win next week or in the long run. I mean, Nitro, they won in the ratings for, what, two, three years? And then Raw won in the end. So it's not much of an indicator. But all we can do as fans, I don't really pay too much attention to the ratings. I think it's interesting to see how many people tune into which show. Um, I think that's awesome. You know, if NXT's rating got crushed, I mean, they they advertised a lot of cool stuff. Um, But I'm going to be one of those people that honestly dude i thought nxt had the better show last night i watched it after aew and i'm thinking holy shit like this was a you know a, a significantly better show so um i i think either next week or the week after i'll be tuning into nxt over aew but if i find out aew had the better show i'll watch them first so i'm not doing the channel changing i'll just watch one over the other and really fully mm. focus on one show um but we'll see going forward how the ratings shake out and all we can do as fans is just enjoy it and you know what? It is funny that you mentioned that, that you, you said 
that let's say AEW has higher ratings, but you felt NXT was a better show. And yeah, I you know you rewind twenty years ago where there was times where Monday Night Raw had the better show, but mm-hmm. Nitro still beat them in the, beat them in a, in the ratings. Doesn't mean that was a better show, but it would just. You know, I guess it, yeah, exactly. They they were hotter at the time, and and, and raw, uh, you know, coming from the from the ground up of, you know, trying to get back, you know, into the fray, you know, into the mix, and they eventually got their shows better, but still, it took a long uh, a long time mm-hmm. to get over the hump. Not saying that's gonna happen with with NXT, but um, I I did watch both shows. I did not watch it live. Uh, I DVR'd both because I, I was out and. Like you mentioned earlier, I'm home, and I tell my brother, "Hey, man, so you know, what do you want to watch?" He says, uh, "Let's go AEW," and I said, "Okay, we're gonna watch AEW now." And we saw the whole thing. I might have skipped a couple things here and there. Uh, by the time we're watching it, it's like damn near midnight. Um, but from an overall standpoint, and I know I'll get to you uh, and your thoughts in a minute, so this might be a while. So for me, as a fan. I told you before that I, I was interested in seeing what the presentation was going to be like with the set, the intro, the 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 pyro, the camera angles. Um, I would say for their first show, very impressive. Um, I, I I love the camera angles from from up above. It's moving around, giving you different angles that you don't normally see, like on Raw, SmackDown, and stuff like that. Um, hearing Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. You know, me as an old school fan, I love that. He's seeing Tony Schiavone back on TNT doing wrestling since Nitro in 01 uh, brought back a lot of great memories. I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are my age or are watching this now feel the same way. Just see, just having him back involved um, in some capacity was great. Now, when they brought him on, when they brought him on board uh, a few months ago or a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, I, I'm probably wrong, but there wasn't any indication that he would be on the uh, the broadcast announced team. I think they had him come in do the the, you know, the backstage stuff or like the countdown stuff you saw on on Tuesday. And for me, I, I think me and you spoke about it. Like they gotta have Tony Schiavone on that on that three man two man uh, booth, and eventually. He is there. I, I don't know who. I forgot who he replaced. I, I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to be long term or temporary. But I'm hoping it's long term that Tony uh, gets to be the the third man on the broadcast team. Um, overall, from a broadcast team perspective, there were some hits, uh, some misses, but that's expected. It is episode one. Um, just you know, seeing Jr. back there uh, is cool for me. What else we got here? Um, the intro was cool. The music for the intro and the music for basically everybody on the roster could be a whole lot better. <laughs> they all sound very generic, mm-hmm. like some 2K20 <laughs> created type music. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to be all nitpicky with there. The pacing, the pacing of it, I think a lot of people were like, maybe things were going too fast. They probably thought this was like a like like an all out, all in, mm-hmm. double or nothing kind of show. It's got to take things easy. Um, for me, again, going to the casuals, uh, for someone like, like my brother who doesn't know Hangman Page and all these people, like, mm-hmm. maybe they should have had, a, a, like, vignettes in the beginning before they came out to kind of introduce who these guys are because... Absolutely. I, I'm going to know Pac, because I, I know him as Neville. I'm going to know Jericho and Cody Rose and those guys, but those who don't know Young Bucks and Kenny Omega... Uh, from the casual, not TNT audience, you got to put some kind of package 
Yeah, it don't got to be that long, a minute, and just kind of just just have to introduce these people because you can't put these wrestlers out there cold and act like the fan on TNT is gonna pretend like they know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's all episode one. Uh, the camera angles I like uh, told you that I think was it me or was it like a, too many commercials going on? Yeah, it did feel like there were a lot of commercials, but thankfully a lot like with NXT too, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. They did the picture in picture right. shit that they didn't normally do with SmackDown. I don't know if that's going to carry over to Fox, but they did it on USA right. and TNT's doing it too. I think they did that, if not for every commercial break, most of them, which was appreciated. But yeah, there were a lot of commercials though, it felt like, especially in the latter half of the show. Right, and plus the fact that the first time they did it, 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 you're having Jericho attack Cody Rhodes with a chair, and that's that's the sidebar picture, and you can't hear it, you can't hear what's going on, you see it, but it's like, man, do you got to have a commercial right now when Jericho's kicking Cody's ass with a chair, like really yeah. right now? So again, don't want to be nitpicking. So um, I like the fact that they, they do the picture in, picture out stuff. Uh, the energy in the building, obviously, it, it is show one. It was crazy. Uh, compared to NXT, we know NXT had like 400 people. I can't really compare that when you go into a big arena. The energy was yeah. uh, on fire all night. Um, what else do we have? Uh, I, I'll go into the matches uh, in a bit, but from you watching the show, uh, the wrestling aside... What did you make of the overall presentation for AEW on TNT? I thought it was good. I think it's the best non-WWE presentation I've seen. I mean, WWE could say what you want about the product and shit like that, but I think presentation-wise, it's second to none. Like, no other company comes close other than AEW, I would say. Like, Ring of Honor, it looks like a fucking Bush League promotion. Impact, even when they were at the peak of their popularity years ago, it was nothing what AEW has because they have the money to do it. You know, that, that's kind of the biggest difference. Tony Khan has the money to supply the wrestlers with pyro, with the opening intro videos and the cool camera angles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I think having a guy like Cody in there is really smart to have him at the top of the food chain because he knows what works and what doesn't work. And I'm not just saying just because he's from a wrestling family, but because he was in WWE for like a decade. So he knows what the fans want and what the fans don't want. And by that, I mean, they're not going to do the shaky cam that you see all the time on raw or, uh, you know, cut away to fan, um, you know, fan cam or whatever. When you see like during the Firefly Funhouse, they won't show the Firefly Funhouse. They'll show the audience watching the Firefly Funhouse. Like the little things make the biggest differences. I assume they won't do shit like that if they have the right people in charge. And I believe they do. Um, but the overall presentation I thought was great. I agree with what you said earlier. Some of the theme songs need some tweaking. Um, you know, at least for some of the newer guys like the Bucks, Omega, they have their own music. Obviously, that's like superstar level music. They're not using real, real music aside from Cody. Um, he had like his own custom song made. But like Brandon Cutler, like if he has a generic rock song, <laughs> that doesn't really bother me too much because it's a fucking loser on the roster. doesn't really matter much. But for the most part, that could use some um, some more focus moving forward. But overall, though, presentation wise, I thought it came across great. And the crowd was white hot, like you said, all night long for the full two hours. And I assume going for going forward it will stay that way just because these crowds and these fans are so ecstatic to be in attendance for history uh so boston next week should be no exception and moving forward every week after that but um yeah presentation wise i thought it was a great great show Mm. do you think the fans are gonna be like that every single show even though what they're seeing is may not be all that good 
I mean, it depends what it is. I mean, for the first show, again, it, it, it's it's tough to go off of the first show saying, oh, it's going to be like this every single week because it's only night one. Like, people are so stoked for history. Like, I wanted to watch that show, even though I thought in the end NXT was the better show. I wanted to watch AEW Dynamite. As we talked about last week, I want to be able to say, hey, I watched this show live. I watched their very first broadcast mm-hmm. live as it aired on TNT. Um, moving forward, I mean, will every show be amazing? Of course not. I mean, some shows will be stronger than others. Will the crowds always be this energetic? I, I mean – Always, maybe not. I mean, they're going to they're going to like West Virginia in a couple of weeks. Will they be white hot? Probably <laughs> not. I mean, this is yeah. um, this was DC, which isn't a great great wrestling city, mm. but it's better than like Alabama and all the other smaller cities that WWE tends to run. Right. Like, will Atlanta be a hot city? I'm yeah. not sure. I mean, they used to be 20 years ago. WCW. Will they be now in 2019? I don't know. Um, like, they'll be in Chicago soon enough. I'm shocked they're not going to New York City anytime soon. The full gear pay-per-view is, um, I forgot where that is. Baltimore. It's nowhere near the Northeast. Do you know Baltimore. where it is? Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay, so it is here in the North, and, and on like the East Coast, but not in the Northeast. Um, and then Cody Rhodes even said their next show will not even be on the East Coast. It'll likely be a West Coast pay-per-view like Double or Nothing was. So I have no idea when they're coming to New York. I'm shocked they haven't already, but they are going to Boston, which is a big market. But anyway, um, will they always be white hot? I mean, they're not going to be on their feet going crazy for MGF Brandon Cutler if they have a rematch. Like, I mean, I doubt that'll be the case. But overall, if they can remain this enthusiastic as as they were for this show and for All Out and for Double or Nothing, AEW should be in good hands. From a... And announcing standpoint, what did you make of JR? As far as AEW, I know we get to NXT in a bit. JR and Shivani on the call. Like you said earlier, I completely agree. I thought they did a great job. Um, I'm a big fan of that trio, Jim Ross, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. Um, Like you said, there was no confirmation of shivani doing commentary for the broadcast until we saw him on wednesday i think people asked them like tony khan and cody and they didn't say no but they didn't confirm it either because they wanted it likely to be a surprise on wednesday and it was a cool surprise so before that shivani had not done commentary for them um at all i mean it was largely the videos like you said the countdown specials and the youtube stuff and that was it in the control center so to speak um before him it was golden boy he did commentary at all out it was golden boy who also did commentary at um the june pay-per-view fighter fest and then at double or nothing and fight for the fall and it was that other guy alex marvez alex marvez sucked I'm sorry, he just was not good on commentary. I've seen him do backstage interviews, and he was good. Um, But the commentary thing, he seems like a nice enough guy. It's just not for him. Mm -hmm. Golden Boy was very good. But Tony Schiavone has that credibility that just no one else can match. But I will say, though, I will say moving forward, they are going to have to groom some new commentators at some point. Excalibur, I think, is very good. I find him to be very entertaining, knowledgeable, enlightening. I like his commentary. But they are going to need some new faces and some new voices at some point because Jim Ross won't be there forever. He's obviously not the Jim Ross of 1998. But honestly, I think this was some of his better work compared to what he was doing in WWE NXT a few years ago. He seemed very, I mean, maybe it was the, that, that was the script, the nature of the company. I don't know. Um, not to say he's knocked it out of the park with every AEW show. There's been some shows that AEW has done where he, he sounds like he's about to fall asleep. But the guy's also 60-something years old, I believe. So I'm not shocked. But they are going to need some new voices at some point to kind of replace Shivani and Jim Ross 
Uh, they will need a new guard eventually, but for right now, I do like the duo, or rather the trio of Excalibur, Jim Ross, and Tony Giovanni. I thought they came across great all night long. All right, so now we get to the actual show. Um, you get Cody and Sammy Guevara on one channel <laughs> as the opening match, and then you get Adam Cole and Matt Riddle on the, <laughs> the other channel. Now, you, you're telling me you saw AW Live, right? Mm-hmm. Like straight through? I did the, the entire thing. I did not watch NXT at all. I saved it for after Dynamite. So, so how? I know you're a very big NXT fan. So how were you? How were you when you're watching Cody and Sammy Sammy Guevara, and you're missing out on Adam Cole and Matt Riddle at, at the same fucking time? Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were kicking off the show because I didn't. Again, I stayed off social media completely. Like uh, after five p.m. Okay. yesterday, all right. all I didn't right. want to get spoiled because I know people are going to be, you know, like tweeting and shit like that. Like, oh, you know, so and so is in the, in the building, shit like that. I don't think Finn Balor's uh, return was spoiled, which was cool. Swagger's re- here's the thing with Swagger's debut in AEW. There were reports days ago that he would be on this show, um, and I didn't click on him. I didn't click on him, but some fucking YouTube channel, I think it was called The Holic put up their video saying, oh, former WWE world champion rumored for Dynamite. And it was, it, they didn't show his picture, but they showed his silhouette. And I'm like, dude, it's so fucking obvious. It's swagger. Like, way to fucking ruin it. I mean, it's only Jack Swagger. It's not that big of a deal. But to answer your question about Sammy and Cody and then Cole and, um, Cole and, uh, uh, not Gorgano. It was Adam Cole, Matt Riddle. I'm sorry. Uh, the NXT championship match. I didn't know they kicked off that show until I watched it later on. But dude, it, it, it wasn't even close. Cody and Sammy had a good match. It was a very good match, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, Sammy Guevara is the real star. I mean, he's the he's the better wrestler of the two. Cody's an absolute star without crowds react to him and shit like that. But in the ring, the guy's not amazing. He's never been amazing. He's more of a storyteller. He's more of like a showboater, like a showman type thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to go in there and have a Bret Hart level match. That's not just what he does. You know what I mean? Like the crowd will go crazy for him, which is cool. But that's about it. Um, Guevara can go in there and fly. And I'm not saying all the flippity doodah guys are like superior, but he seemed like he was really carrying that match. Nonetheless, though, it was a very entertaining opening match, but it could not hold a fucking candle to what Cole and Riddle did um, at the beginning of NXT on Wednesday. That match was one of the best matches I've seen in NXT all year. Like, that's how fucking good that match was. That was takeover main event level NXT championship match. Like, that's how good it was. Um, the pace was great. They fucking blew everything out of their arsenals to make people believe that, hey, Matt Riddle could very well win the championship here. And it was a definitely a legit possibility considering that, hey, they're going head-to-head with Dynamite. Maybe they'll do a major title change to kick off the show. They didn't, which was the right call. Um, that would have been too reactionary. But um, the match was amazing. Like, it was better than anything I've seen this week or probably in the last month. It was that fucking good. Um, and then you had Finn Balor's returning cap that off right after it ended so i mean that was a pretty crazy first you know 20 30 minutes of nxt but aew was off to a strong start too with their video package and the pyro and the intro video and the match it it, it was a good solid start but nxt definitely won in that respect listen man i I, i'm not trying to say conspiracy kind of theory but to have cody you know he's one of the founding fathers of AEW and all elite wrestling and um him be the first match on tnt and adam cole for the title on nxt as the first match i mean i'm just saying like somebody had to, somebody in between the leaves had to know hey you know cody's going on first and or adam cole's going on first and all right let's put like 
that was just a weird for me a weird coincidence that you're getting two high profile matches to start the show on both channels and then you get Jericho coming out in the first match to attack Cody Rhodes to to continue their feud for uh, the great full gear um, and then you get Finn Balor coming back on NXT and saying he is going to be on the NXT roster and this is all within the same half hour time frame like hey do you think somebody had to know what was going on on the opposite show? Or do you feel like it just kind of worked out that way? Eh, it probably just worked out that way. Personally, I would have had a different match open up the show. I, w- I would have had Pack and um, Adam Page be the opener. I think they would have gone out there and had a similar match to what um, – to what Cole and Riddle did on NXT. They would have gone out there, balls to the wall, all action. Again, Cody and Sammy was good. Not to say it was off, you know, it set the show off on a bad note or anything. And they had the thing with Jericho in there afterwards, so it was a good way to hype up that title match for the next pay-per-view. But it wasn't like an, like, I don't know, I would rather open the show off hot, like with a really good fucking match. And, you know, Cody's a star and he's over, but Mm. up against what they were facing in NXT, I personally would have opened the show with a hotter match, either the six man or Pac and Adam Page. Okay, so we get Finn Balor back. Um, He's not going to be on the NXT roster, so don't see him, don't prepare to see him on Raw SmackDown. Um, Good move, great move. Suspect move. What do you make of Finn Balor now going to be officially on the NXT again on the NXT roster? I think it's cool. Um, I definitely think it's cool with the uh, NXT roster now gaining Finn Balor. They have an absolutely stacked roster, dude. I mean, they already did, mm-hmm. but the fact that Finn Balor is there, I think, is a great move. It's not a fucking demotion, first of all. Um, I'm sure he's getting paid the exact same that he was on Raw or SmackDown. I'm sure his pay's not changing at all, even though he's on NXT. Who gives a shit? Um, I'm sure he's thrilled to be back there, because it's not like he was doing anything on the main roster anyway, dude. Like, he's been doing nothing for such a long time, and he was a two-time IC champion earlier this year. Went nowhere. The reigns were forgettable as fuck. Um... You know, we had, I don't even know. We what did he feed with Baron Corbin last year? That was a dead end. He faced Brock at the Rumble, mm-hmm. lost. That went nowhere. Um, I'm trying to think. I really don't think he's really done much else. He moved to SmackDown, but he was never on the show. So honestly, I think NXT gaining Balor is a great move, albeit temporarily, whatever the case may be. Like Tyler Breeze moved there and he's been there ever since. Fandango too. And uh, they've been there for the last couple of months. But um, yeah, I love the move for Balor to go to NXT. I think it's better than moving, you know, like a big, big name, like an AJ Styles or some shit. And he is a big name, but he also has roots in NXT as a former NXT champion. Him and Adam Cole could have some really good matches. Um, it could be a nice trade-off if they, you know, draft Matt Riddle to Raw or SmackDown, which is, dude, absolutely likely coming off of what we saw on Wednesday. But um, yeah, it was a crazy start to the show. Very much enjoyed it. And I'm very excited to see what Balor brings uh, back to the table and NXT after three years away. So we get Pac defeating Hangman Page. Um also on, on on Dynamite, you have a, uh, the first official ever AEW Women's Champion, Riho. Um, then you have this uh, six-man tag. So a, a, a lot of shit happened in this match. Um, first of all, if you know Kenny Omega is like the, the big star, um, do you find it kind of weird that the first time you saw him on TNT was to help Riho 
um, from the other girl, uh, Rose. Uh, what's her name again? Yeah, Nyla Rose. Yeah. Nyla Rose, yeah. So you see Kenny Omega to, to help Riho. I, I don't know the story behind that. So then he goes backstage puts on whatever and then he comes out in for for the six man tag i mean okay that's whatever then you get jericho and satana and ortiz six man tag and within the first five minutes you get john moxley uh attacking omega then they go in you know all over the arena they get to the glass table area and they both go through it which is crazy and mind you that 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 is happening and still you get a three-on-two <laughs> match going on in the ring jericho and santana ortiz uh, eventually get the win and then you get this big thing where they're attacking and then it's uh dustin Rhodes, the cody rose comes out then sammy sammy g comes out and then Dustin Rhodes comes out and then Jack Hager aka Jack Swagger comes out now he's like the big surprise of, ooh you know he's you know he's now with the company you know like like a Lex Luger in fucking 95 so I'm thinking <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, I'm thinking I just, Lex I, Luger he is yeah Lex Luger he is not <laughs> I mean listen all American all American hero we the people kind of kind of similar stuff so um so now he's on board you see you see what's going on with that i thought the show would have been over after he did that but they kept going on kept attacking um what did you a lot of people on twitter are saying the, the, the finish kind of mimic what wcw would do back in, in the the nitro days I, I didn't see it that way it, you know at first i'm like listen they're going they're going all in no pun intended they're going all mm. in on the first show you're getting a whole a, a conglomerate of, of talent to 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 finish out the show what did you make of the the swagger a uh, Jack Hager um, debut the 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 cluster fuck if you want to call that at the end and Moxley and Omega going at it? Uh, okay, so I had mixed thoughts on this. I thought the actual match was very good. The Omega Moxley brawl was cool, and the uh, dirty deeds through the glass table was sick. The issue is, or whatever he calls that move now, the issue is, first of all, with the interference for Moxley, it made absolutely no sense. Because Moxley attacking Omega, would that not call for a disqualification? Like, the referee saw it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, if they really want to play by the rules and establish this as an alternative to WWE, they can't do dumb shit like that. That's a WWE fucking move. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes absolutely no sense. It was cool and a good way to further their feud, but I thought it was a little, like... I just thought it was a little weird. Um, As far as the post-match stuff goes, I would not have done that in the first episode. I would have gone off the air on a big note like they did, but... I don't know. I would have gone on. I would have gone off the show on a bigger note, you know, as big of a note as they did, but with less of like a WCW feel, because that felt like something you would see at the end of Raw or Nitro, where all the heels stand tall and there's a fucking brawl to close the show. I know NXT ended in a brawl like two weeks ago with Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. I realized that, but it was different. Uh, this seemed to like establish some sort of heel faction. Uh, I'm sure it's setting up some sort of a ten man tag team match or an upcoming episode, which is cool. But I don't know. Personally, am I a fan of, you know, Jack Swagger, now Jake Hager coming to AEW? Personally, I am. Um, he left WWE on his own terms, I think maybe two and a half years ago. I think he officially got released in April or March of 2017. But he has not been seen on national television, aside from Bellator, 
in professional wrestling since I think October of 2016 to be exact. Um, the guy was such damaged goods by the end of his run in WWE. He had to leave. And uh, if you told me at that point, oh, Jack Swagger will be the first big signee to AEW, I'd, I would have been like, dude, what a fucking joke. But for anyone who's been paying attention to his non-WWE stuff in the past three years, he's really reinvented himself on the independent scene. I mean, he's still doing the We the People shit and stuff like that, but he's in great shape. He's still a really good wrestler, and he has the MMA thing going for him, too. It kind of reminds me a lot of Bobby Lashley when he left WWE. Mm-hmm. He did the MMA thing for a while. He felt more legit. And even Jim Ross said on commentary last night, he goes, oh, that's the undefeated Jake Hager from Bellator, uh, undefeated in MMA or whatever. Like That makes him sound like a bigger deal than he actually is. It's Jack right. fucking Swagger. But because <laughs> they say stuff like that and they build him up that way, it makes him feel more legit. you know. And, you know anyone who used to be a wwe fan that wants to check out this new promotion will likely know jack swagger because he was with the company for so long so you know if they wanted the bigger name i i get i would have gone with someone bigger but i think jack mm-hmm. swagger is a fine choice too um i think he's a great fit in aew considering they'll likely still allow him to do the bellator thing they won't have him stop it like if he went back to WWE, and um, hopefully he won't be as boring as he was towards the end of his WWE run. I mean, I think a lot of that was the booking. He's just not all that charismatic, but if they can position him the right way, he can be a real star, I think, in AEW. So I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes from here. But uh, I thought it was a cool moment personally to close the show. At least they ended with that, and they had mm-hmm. the heels end the show by standing tall, but no real debut. People would have been disappointed because a lot of people came into the show, okay, who am I expecting? Am I expecting a big name, a debut, right. a return, CM Punk, even though we all know that's not happening, for AEW anyway? Um, people expected something, so at least we have swagger on the show, so that's better than nothing. I mean, would you have would you have preferred Jim Ross say, hey, uh, uh, Jack Hager, formerly known as, formerly known as Jack Swagger, a uh, former, former Money to Bank winner, world champion, and former tag team partner with, with uh, Cesaro? No, of course. Yeah, you got to mention his whole, the whole accolade thing, that, that one time we lost to Santino on, on uh-huh. WWE Superstars. You got to go hold on you know, the whole list of uh, you know poor accomplishments he had towards the end of his WWE run. Hey, they were still chanting, we the people. I heard they that were. I mean, the crowd clear. wasn't, they went nuts for it. And they were in DC, so it was probably the best crowd for it. Mm-hmm. Um, people know Swagger. It's, you know, six months from now, will he still be as over as he was on Wednesday? Definitely not. I mean, just because it's someone that people know. So, of course, they're going to get excited, David. If it was fucking Hornswoggle, they would have lost their minds because they know who that guy is. Right. You know? So. I mean, he came across like a star. He did. With the reaction mm-hmm. he received and the way it was called by Jim Ross and the guys on commentary, Yeah, he did. Will it be that way two or three months from now? I don't know. If they book him right, I think he would. But then again, dude, I saw him in Lucha Underground for like a season or two. I think he was in Lucha for like the last season. A lot of people forget that. And he was undefeated, I think, for the entire season. I think he ended the season as Lucha Underground champion. So technically, Jack Swagger is the fucking Lucha Underground champion, but he's not because the show ended. So he's obviously not anymore. Um, But still, I mean, he was undefeated there for a while. He just never felt like a big deal. Like, he just felt like a fucking... He felt like Jack Swagger from WWE. Maybe AEW will have better luck with Swagger than they did. Um, I wasn't a fan of, like, these... um the guy trying to do the, the the interview on the outside with the the two actors. I, I just felt Kevin like Smith, was, yeah, from yeah, Clerks, Kevin yeah. Smith. Yeah, I was like, eh. I mean, could have done could have done without that. And then some guy was trying to do an interview after the Reho match, and he, then he got uh, power bomb. 
by Nala Rose, and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know who that guy was. I, I'm not sure if you've seen him before, but I was like, all right, that was a bad time to do a fucking interview. Um, I like I like Shivani trying to interview um, SCU, and then the 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 Lucha Bros come out. That was, that was all right, but um, from an overall one to ten debut for for Dynamite, what would you give it? Mm, probably a 7.5 if not an 8 I think an 8 would be generous so I thought it was a good show um, uh-huh. I thought it was a successful first night a, a successful first show mm-hmm. for uh, for Dynamite overall um, I enjoyed it for what it was it wasn't amazing I thought again I mean I'm not going to sit here and compare all day like oh this show's shit because it wasn't as good as this show right. like I'm sure there will be weeks when Dynamite is better than NXT um, I just thought NXT was the superior show but uh, for Dynamite, for a first effort, I thought it was great. Um, overall, they had some really good matches. Nothing was really bad. Like, nothing I came away from the show saying, okay, this is shit. I don't want to see the much. Like, they didn't do the librarian nonsense on the first episode. Like, that is fucking garbage. That is bullshit. They didn't do that on the first episode. I appreciate that. Um, they built up matches for the coming weeks of the show. I thought that was cool. In ring-wise, good show. They had Swagger debut, so they had a memorable moment. Um, a really good main event. So, yeah, overall, presentation-wise, more importantly, I thought it was a success. So I'm, I'm excited to see more over than anything else how they can maintain this momentum going forward. Can they have another really good show next week mm-hmm. and the week after that yeah. and the week after that? I mean, of course, they're going to have a strong debut on night one, but it's a new promotion. So, of course, people are going to tune in and be like, oh, this is great. Like, this right. is something different. Will it be all that different six months from now, you know? So we'll have to wait and see. But so far, I think it's been a good effort, and uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, okay, so you gave it a 7.5. So is, is no room for 7.5 and three quarters, Graham? Yeah, of course there is. Why not? Why not? Oh, man. Um, okay, real quick, the, the pacing of it. What did you make of the pacing of how everything was going? Do you, do you think the they felt like this was like an like an all out double or nothing kind of thing? Like, do you feel they were going too fast? Like, how do you feel the the pacing of it was? I thought it was fine uh, for the most part. Honestly, the two hours flew by for me. Um, I I enjoyed it. I didn't really see much wrong with it. I thought they gave the bigger matches enough time to shine. Um, nothing felt really rushed aside from like the interviews and stuff like that. Those weren't really necessary. Um, like the Kevin Smith thing was kind of a waste. Um, the SCU Lucha Brothers thing was fine. That interview they did it on the stage. Um, yeah, I didn't really have much of an issue with the pacing. It felt like the main event was a little rushed because they were kind of short on time because they gave the women's match so much time, which made sense because it was the first ever AEW Women's Championship match. I get it. Right. Um, but the main event probably should have gone a little longer than it did. Overall, though, I thought they did a great job um, with the entire presentation of the show. And I think going forward, we'll see if, you know, obviously, like you said earlier, not everything was perfect. It wasn't even close to perfect. Neither was NXT. No show is. But at the same time, if they can take the mistakes they made and work on them and improve on them and not just ignore them the same way that like a raw would or a WWE would or whatever, then I think that's a positive. So hopefully they can rectify any wrongs they made with this show and only build off of the, you know, only build off of that effort in the future. So to put a bow on dynamite real quick, I think, um, uh, you know, like I told you and you and Mark a while a while ago that I was gonna give AEW a chance. I was gonna watch it, whether it be live or DVR. I was gonna check it out. Um, I'm not gonna be biased towards uh, you know of what I watch already. So 
just seeing that last night, first of all, I think TNT did a great job of promoting AEW, whether it be social media, whether it be on, on, on actual TNT with the countdown stuff and a little uh, commercial that they did a very, a really, really good job promoting to the world that this is, this is something brand new that if you want to check it out, go ahead and do so beginning October 2nd. Um, I think going forward, I knew that the possibility of, of AEW winning round one, week one, is going to be high. But seeing seeing the next couple of weeks, and now you're doing this on a weekly basis. You know, we you know AEW does a show in May, then they do a show in like June or in July and August. So they have months mm-hmm. to prepare. Now you're doing a weekly television show. Is how do you captivate the audience? Why make them stay? Um, you know, and, and building stories, building storylines, building, you know, character development. Don't just send these people out there and just to fucking wrestle and that's it. Uh, I think that'll be the main challenge. I think they're off to a good start. Um, but it remains to be seen where they go from here. Now for NXT, um, I did see the Cole Riddle match. I thought that, I thought that was great. The crowd was into it. I think the crowd's going back to aw one more time the crowds is 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 what's really going to tell everything where you know it's cool now but like if 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 they do something on on the air that you don't really like are you going to shit on it like you do for wwe and raw and smackdown are you gonna start chanting cm punk and this or this is boring and have uh you know fucking beach balls in the, in, in the crowd i don't know at some point that might happen so again um nxt great first match i did see the 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 end with, with the tag match with the street prophets and undisputed era finn balor is back um i i skimmed through the johnny gargano match because i did not even know who he who he was fighting so i like the velveteen dream promo uh again i don't watch nxt all the time it was one of those rare moments for me to see him do a promo. I thought that was pretty cool. And again, these guys got to talk on the mic. And the same for AEW. You got to be able to cut a, a dope promo. And uh, MJF, I give him credit too. I like MJF. He reminds me of like like an like a asshole kind of Miz. Um, yeah. He, he was definitely a, a bright spot on, on Wednesday as well. So I did, I did not want to forget about him. Uh, but Velveteen's promo was cool. The women's women's championship match, Shayna Baszler is still the champion. Uh, I think she's a champ for over a year now. There was another match in the beginning with Io Shirai. I, I, I might have skipped that one. And was there anything else I'm missing from NXT? I know the end, and then we had Chopper come back. He, you know, everybody was everybody was confronting Adam Cole last night. <laughs> Finn Balor, everybody, everybody uh, in the Chopper. Yeah. It's like holy shit. Then you get fans like, I, I, we need a triple threat match, and I'm like, no, you don't. Not right now. You you you, you get one thing at a time. You can't just put everything out there at, at one time. You gotta you know hold off. So, what else from NXT am I missing? from last night um i think you covered all the major things we had the tag title match in the main event which was really good uh like you said the returns of finn balor to mm-hmm. champa the women's match was really good gargano and shane thorne was a good match io shirai and mia yim pete dunn versus danny uh, birch pete good dunn. match um wasn't all that meaningful but damian yeah. priest did attack done afterwards so that's the next feud for both guys um that I was good the opener, like I said earlier, was amazing. They aired a vignette for the returning Tegan Knox, who was actually in the Mae Young Classic last year, got hurt during the thing. I, I think she was that, supposed yeah. to win the whole thing. She got hurt. 
Um, she's been back now in NXT UK for a few months. Now she's coming to NXT, which is cool. Um, she is amazing. So she's one to watch out for. And then they also announced for next week, they have Leo Rush versus Drew Gulak for the now name that's now been renamed officially to the NXT Cruiserweight yeah. Championship. So that's something to keep your eye out for. I think it's only a matter of time before 205 Live is merged into um, – Right. NXT based off the name alone, um, and I know 205 Live is um, it, it's it, it, as of right now airing on Fridays after SmackDown on the network. But I don't think that's for the long term. So I assume that's only a matter of time before 205 Live is merged into the 205, or rather the NXT umbrella. Right. And then also next week we have Kushida and Walter, which should be amazing as well. So a lot to look forward to on both NXT and AEW next week. Right. Okay. Now. I must have been fast forwarding, but Kushida and Walter were on last night or the week before. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. That that's next week. They're they're advertising it for next week. Right. Okay. So now uh, a few tidbits. One, I like. Again, this this, this could be a part a part of the game. I like. Now I don't know if it's going to be every week, but I like how NXT went 15 minutes longer on USA. Uh, I know they I know they had a, the the tag match. And maybe they just needed more time. And and again, it was already scheduled for that. It's not like they went over overboard uh, right there and then. So again, you know, like how Nitro went on three minutes prior to Raw back in the day to get a little head start. NXT is now saying, all right, if you're going to end at 10 o'clock on TNT, I'm going to end at 10.15. Again, I don't know if this is going to be every week, but I see, you know, little games like that here and there can add up. Like now you might see AEW go 15 minutes longer or whatever the case may be. But I like how NXT uh, got the 15 minutes uh, more on USA. I, I did notice when they, you know, they had like... Um, on the graphic, it was like Cody Rhodes uh, and somebody else, then they had the record in the corner. Like now, they're really emphasizing the records, <laughs> like two zero and one, two two and zero. Oh, and I'm like, all right. So now, are you, are you, are you? Were you ever a fan of like, all right, now if you're gonna be the number one contender for a, a, a championship belt or a title, we're going off your record, not like. Someone from the crowd hitting you, and then all of a sudden, boom! He's now your next. He's now your new challenger. Mm-hmm. So are yeah, you in no, favor I, of the I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. So are you in favor of the record? Do you, do you like the, the fact that AEW is going with all right to be the new contender for a title? We're gonna go based off your record and not some storyline that's going on. I think a mix of both would be best. Um, I think the wins and losses mattering is great. Because WWE doesn't ordinarily do that. I think NXT kind of does that without the... They don't put the fucking wins and losses on their nameplate. But I think it's a nice touch. Because it's different. No other wrestling promotion does that as far as I know. But yeah, I mean... For example, um, in AEW... Let's say... Who's the current champion? Jericho? Yeah. Let's say, you know, Cody got hurt. Let's say he got hurt tomorrow. And he can't go full gear. So they replace him with... Dustin Rhodes, I don't know, okay? So Cody comes back in six months. I mean, I guess that's a... I was going to say, Cody, would he go immediately for the championship even though he's been gone for a while? I, In that case, I mean, he was already owed the championship match, but that's not a great example. I'm trying to think of like, yeah, sometimes the story just makes sense. So like if, if they bring in someone with a you know very close history with Jericho and they want to put him in a program with Jericho over the championship, 
are you going to have the guy win five matches first before he goes for the title? Like, um, I mean, number one contenders matches, I think, are also something that WWE does a lot of, I understand, but they're also logical. It's better than beating the fucking champion, which they do constantly. So, um, yeah, wins and losses, I think mattering is great, but also a little bit of storytelling there, too. Like if um, Jericho and MJF were tag team partners and mm. he turns on MJF, that's the next program for the championship but that only came about because jericho turned on mjf and not because mjf has this 10 and 0 record you know? so i do agree <laughs> hopefully they do stuff like that as well but um i like the fact they are relying largely on the win on the wins and losses earning people title shots uh yeah i mean it'll be something new for me to get used to uh but i think overall it was a great night of, of pro wrestling a lot of fans were happy i, I didn't get the sense of like you know, you should be watching AEW or you should be watching NXT. It was more like, holy shit, Matt Riddle, holy shit, Cody Rhodes, oh, Jericho, this. And it was like Twitter was going crazy. And, I, you know, I was out doing something and I, I wrote on Twitter that, you know, I'm, I'm nowhere near TV, but I, I feel like I know everything that, that's going on. And whether I'm a fan of that, I don't know, because if you if you if you tell me, you know, put myself back in 98 with Nitro and Raw, do I really want, again, you know, no social media, whatever, but do I really want to know what's going on without me actually watching it? Like, I don't know. I think it, it is it is, it is, is a, a, a big different time nowadays to get to find out what's going on the other channel, just looking at your phone as opposed to you clicking the remote. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it, it, it is a time that we live in. It's, it's a brand new experience. Two uh, major entities going at it. We'll see how it goes further. And again, and, uh, NXT too, with them building storylines and characters. It's, uh, for someone like me, when Gargano is fighting somebody who I don't know, it's just like uh, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know that guy. How can you, you know, keep the uh, have the audience? kept up to speed about who who this guy is like i i did not know brandon cutler he wasn't that great anyway so it just it kind of goes both ways but they both still have work to do so like you said there's no perfect show i think for round one uh it looks like AEW is going to win this because it is a brand new show um coming to the fray so we'll see what happens uh as they lead into their first peer review um with the whole TNT era full gear I think is next month so we'll see what happens with that um, what else we got yeah. here um, we did not mention the season premiere of Raw <laughs> no um, real reason to have that any was any indication I, like, I mean I, I thought the show was good but it really ended on a sour note with a terrible ending which was what was any of Raw um, oh god oh with no, the, I, oh, I, Rusev and the Bobby Lashley and the Lana yeah uh, I Hey, it, it, again, it's something different. Did you expect Bobby Lashley to come back? One, probably not. Two, uh, him being with Lana and then them making out at the top of the ramp, and Rusev was just standing there for like a half hour. I think that, that I think that was the only part that bothered me. Like Rusev, listen, if that was my wife, <laughs> why am I just standing there watching for like a half hour? Oh, holy shit! The Fiend is here now, attacking Seth Rollins finally. Um, again, it, I give them the benefit of the doubt for doing something something new. We'll see how they act upon it next week. I like the the new raw intro for the the, the video package. The pyro is back. Yep. Uh, the new set. 
I think they're gonna have they're gonna have a new set for SmackDown. Uh, Brock destroyed Rey Mysterio and Dominic, and I think what else happened on Raw? Um, Not much else. Rick they did Flair, announce oh yeah, Rick Flair, Flair, Jewel, yeah. the Hulk Hogan, Rick Flair thing. Rick Flair, Hogan. Uh, you know, before everybody was in panic mode, they thought they were going to do a Ric Flair Hogan match. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that should have been could have been the main event of WrestleMania eight in ninety two. But um, you're getting into uh, Survivor Series type matchup: Hogan, Team Hogan, Team Flair. Uh, right now it's Orton, Corbin. I'm assuming Lashley is going to be on the roster. Then you have Seth Rollins and Rusev on Team Hogan. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H is on that roster for Team Flair. I would not be surprised because the whole evolution stuff. So I guess we'll see who rounds up that match. And I think that's pretty much it for Monday Night Raw uh, for the season premiere of Raw. New, the new announced team, what did you what did you make of watching Raw without Cole and Graves and, and, and Renee Young? I thought the new announced team did well. Um, I don't think... I don't think we talked about this last week. I don't remember. I don't remember if we talked about the new commentary teams. I feel like we might have. I don't remember. We but, did. Um, we did. We did. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know if we recorded it after or before the news. So, uh, obviously, afterward. But mm-hmm. I thought they did well. I think Vic Joseph is great. Dio Madden didn't say a lot. Uh, Jerry Lawler was really... I was hoping he would take that role where he doesn't really interject himself often, but he did anyway, even though he knows literally almost nothing about the product. The only the only things he knows about the shows, dude, or anything he actually watches when he's calling the matches. That's it. There was that big joke back in the day that Jerry Lawler, like there was this fear that if he ever, if he ever got drafted a SmackDown, he would never know who anyone is because he only called the action on Raw. So he only knew the Raw crew. That was it. Um, he sucks. I mean, he's nearing 70. They got to boot him from commentary. He, he's just not good. Uh, I kind of feared that going in and that didn't hearing him on Monday did not change my opinion. One iota. They got to get rid of him. Um, the other two though, I thought did well, uh, Dio Madden and Vic Joseph, but you know what, dude, at least it's something different. I do agree with you. Different isn't always the best thing. Um, but it was, you know, a nice refreshing change compared to what we were getting before with Cole, Renee and coachman now different again two weeks will i give a shit about different probably not because it's not going to be entertaining so like when it comes to jerry lawler yeah it's different than michael cole for so for night one it was different and entertaining two weeks from now it'll likely be shit um the same thing with the cucking thing with fucking rusev and lashley and lana different yeah entertaining no i mean it really does not make me want to sit back and watch the show again or watch it next week or whatever i just thought it was stupid um they were already doing that anyway with mike and maria which is one thing then and your show with that shit with three guys or three i mean lana i don't really give a shit about but lashley and rusev wasting their time with that nonsense i'm not a big fan of that at all but Anyway, um, I, I do agree with you. I thought, you know, the opening intro, the new song by Skillet was great. Stage, I think it looks really cool. So uh, hopefully they can use that to their advantage moving forward after the draft, really reestablishing Raw as its own show and making it more entertaining from week to week. And it has been, I think, for the most part, for the, for the past maybe mm. three or four months, I'd say two or three months, Raw has been on the upward trajectory, which is good. Um, as long as they can maintain that, though, is the real question. Hopefully they can. Right. And I think um, you know the fresh changes are a solid start. Um, okay, so that was Raw real quick. Um, 
the, the possibility of CM Punk being on the FS1 backstage show uh, could be pretty high. There, there, there is no indication that he's committed or signed anywhere, but he, he, he's been in talks with, with, with Fox, not WWE, but he's been in talk with Fox uh, about coming on board, and he said he hasn't spoken to Booker or, or anybody like that. Um, I mean, do you, do you see him coming back? Um, the 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 high probability of him coming on the FS1 show, and the fact that he said that, you know, he puts his morals and the pride above money and stuff like that. But if they if they really want to present something to him, they could just have a conversation with him. So if he comes on board, which I think in due time he will. Um, I, I think the possibility of him coming back in the company um, would not be that would not be that far behind, right? No, honestly, at this point, it seems actually pretty likely, and I don't want to jinx it. Mm-hmm. And my some people might be like, "Oh, who gives a shit? He's not wrestling." Like, dude, to have Punk in any fucking capacity, any fucking capacity, doing anything wrestling related is a positive. I don't care if he's wrestling or not. I, would I prefer it? Of course, but like, the guy's a great talker too. I think a lot of people forget like he had a lot of moments in WWE that weren't match related. It's not all about wrestling. Like, who? Yeah. gives a fuck you know what i'm saying like yeah. when he, he was on raw for a while at one point about a decade ago a lot of people forget about this because it was short-lived he was on commentary for two or three months it was like the best commentary i had heard in years he was so entertaining the guy's a great talker he does stuff like that now with mma and maybe not hockey i think it is mma um he's doing that now the guy's a great talker that's a perfect fit for him you know if he doesn't want to lace up his boots again i don't fucking blame him after what happened five ten years ago the guy doesn't want to go in there and wrestle why would he a lot of people have high hopes for this amazing cm punk in-ring return match and it'll likely be good like Shawn michaels same exact thing dude people get their hopes up for this great Shawn michaels match mm. the guy's 50 something now it's probably not gonna be that good so just let it go let you know you you know just utilize the guy in other roles other avenues involved with the company to have him involved at all even if he's at the fucking headquarters cleaning toilets is better than not having him do anything at all especially when it comes to having him talk on a show about wrestling like backstage a show and eh, does it really do much for me not really we already have enough content we're watching every almost every single fucking day um i don't need more content but if you put punk on that show you bet your fucking ass i'll be watching it every single week and i'm sure i'm not the only one who feels that way and he even said in an interview he did not deny the talks in fact he confirmed it he confirmed it that he tried out for the show and that i don't know if he said they offered him a deal i read that elsewhere i don't know if that's true or not um my timeline has been filled with aew and nxt stuff so i feel it feels like the cm punk talk has been really buried deep down within all of it um which might be for the better to make it more of a surprise if it does happen but um when it comes to the cm punk thing he did say listen if they bring me in not wwe it's not a wwe deal people it's a fox deal so he's not going to be out there you know doing commentary for raw or cutting a promo on smackdown this week like obviously they would have to announce it like i don't know if they would announce it on their main shows but like he's out there talking about their company on a Fox related show on, on the, a WWE related show. So they would have to announce it in some form or fashion. Um, but the deal will not be through WWE. It's going to be through Fox. But Punk did say in that interview the other day, he's like, listen, if they want me to go in there and basically just like 
praise him for 20 minutes or just jerk off the entire show or whatever, he's not going to do it. Why would he sit there and be like, oh, that was a decent match when it's shit after like shitting on the company so many times? Like that doesn't make any sense. But if he goes in there, they treat it like a real talk show, a real sports show. Like, dude, if he is the Stephen A. Smith of wrestling and he goes in there and just shits on whatever he wants and he praises whatever he wants, that's what I want to fucking say. That is what I really want to see from this show um, on Fox backstage, I think, is the perfect role for him. Have him go in there, shit all over this cucking angle that ended Raw this week, and then praise whatever NXT did. Like, that's what I want to see from this dude. Um, And you never know. Could this lead to a WWE return down the road? You never know. Like, the Ultimate Warrior, people like that return to 2K. Goldberg, same thing. They return to work with 2K to be put in the video game, but not necessarily wwe those talks came as a result of their relationship with 2k um about a year or so later and they all came back bruno warrior goldberg they all came back in some form or fashion down the road and i think that's what's going to happen with um punk 2 not anytime soon but maybe down the road this fox thing though if it pays big enough and they are throwing everything at this show there's a very good chance it happens and if they're going to announce it at all they would do it on friday um it sounds like he was in los angeles for the tryout don't know if he went home he might still be in la smackdown's in la on friday I don't know. I mean, there's you never know. I'm not saying he's going to show up on the show and call it the personality goes off and we all lose our minds. But um, you never, you never know. So we'll see. But I'm very excited. I know a lot of people are like, oh, get this guy out of the news already. Like, who gives a shit? Um, no one cares about CM Punk anymore. You know what? I fucking do. I, I fucking care about CM Punk. I'm excited to see him back in some form or fashion talking about wrestling, which is his strong suit anyway. He wasn't even that good of a – I mean, he was a great wrestler, dude, but he wasn't as good as some of the people they have now. So having him go in there and wrestle a match, like, who gives a shit? I'd rather see him talking or do something like that, to be honest with you. Um, but at any rate, I think it's a great deal. I'm excited for it. We'll see what comes of it. And, um, you never know. You never know. And I think the fact that AEW came out and said, Hey, we don't, we don't want punk, which is comical because they said the door is always open for him, but they outright said that, Hey, we don't really want him. We don't really like the fact they trashed us in the media. All this other shit says a lot. And even Cody said a few months ago, like it's more likely he goes back to WWE and now we know why. So uh, we'll see what comes of it in the coming weeks. I mean, even he had the interview early in the week, and he, and he you know, he said the Rock is going to be there in, in L.A. The last time he was in L.A., he tried to call me, and now he's like, "Hey, you know, Rock, <laughs> give me a call." <laughs> so I know, yeah, that'd be amazing if that happened. Obviously, oh you know, Rock did as a spur of the moment thing, promoting uh, fighting with my family. But yeah, I thought that was pretty funny too. But you know, he was like, "Oh, SmackDown, like, does that air like, on Tuesday?" He's like, "He obviously knows. Like, he's going to play dumb, but he obviously knows, and he's not going to outright say, hey, 'Hey, I'm not doing it.'" That's the thing, though. He never outright denied it. And if it's a if it's CM Punk, dude, out in the past when people have said, oh, he's going to be an AEW, blah, 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 he has said before in interviews with Mark, um, Mark Ramondi, he has outright said, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this show. I'm not going to be there, so don't expect me. But he never said, I'm not doing this Fox show. I won't be back. Don't expect me. He never right. said that. He never said that. So uh, I'm very excited to see where this leads. Me too. You never know. Rock might call him. In the middle of the ring tomorrow on SmackDown, CM Punk might fucking call him. And The Rock picks up. You see, if I'm doing this, Punk will call The Rock and The Rock will pick up. And, oh, shit, CM Punk. And then you hear Cult of Personality and the fans go ape shit. And everybody says SmackDown's the best. Uh, which that, <laughs> <laughs> which uh-huh. that won't happen. Um, last point. Matter of fact, 
We have a fucking Hell in a Cell coming up. Uh, real quick, we got two Hell in a Cell matches on Sunday. Um, there's, only, there's only three matches on the card as of right now, so maybe after SmackDown, there could be more. Our, this, this is looking like a fucking in-your-house show with three matches, but mm-hmm. we get Bray the Fiend against Seth in a Hell in a Cell um, for the Universal title. I'm going with, with Bray Wyatt. If not, the ending has to be somewhere crazy where they prolong this. I, I I don't know, but I'm gonna go with Bray. Who you got, Bray or Seth? I have in this match, it's gotta be Bray, dude. They'd be very stupid to have anyone but Bray Wyatt win this match. I mean the guy's the star right now. He's the hottest act going in that company. He's gotta walk out as the new universal champion. But I gotta interject real quick before we go any further with the card. I do want to say this because I said the numbers would be out before we wrapped up the show. We might as well mention it now before we get finished with the Hell in the Cell card. Mm. Um the numbers are out for AEW versus NXT from last night. Oh so what are they? <laughs> NXT uh-huh. eight hundred and ninety one thousand. Okay, okay, oh. be, be, uh, tell me before you go further. Eight hundred and ninety one thousand. For NXT. Okay, so before you give me AEW, okay, I, is that a positive for NXT to get to get that number for 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 USA in their third show? That's pretty good, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, considering they only did they it, it, it's down like two or three hundred thousand from the first show, mm-hmm. but a lot of those same people are watching AEW. So like the fact that they were like they didn't split the audience is what I'm saying. Like they didn't split those 1.1 million and 300 300,000 people watched the AEW show. Like combined it's pretty good um between the two shows. And these are two separate audiences. I guess people could watch both, but that's the vast minority. Um but I think that's a good number considering a lot of people myself included that would normally watch NXT were watching AEW. So I think 891,000 is a really good number all things considered. Okay, so now AEW is what? 1.4 million. Damn. That's a great fucking number. Wow. That is unbelievable considering a lot of people thought they would do like five or 600,000. That's over... Dude, that's a million and a half viewers. That's that's almost not what they're with Raw does on its worst day and that's for their first show. I mean, hopefully they can build off of that and that's not the highest number they ever do. Like... Okay, Impact did 1.4 million people on Spike when they went head-to-head with Raw that one time. But that was also 10 years ago, and that was a different time. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also went down from there, too. So hopefully this isn't the peak, and they can build off of the Same thing with NXT. Hopefully it's not downward from here, and they can build off of this. But that is still an amazing, an amazing number. Wow, 1.4. And again, I think that's because of the the promotion TNT gave it. Not saying that USA did not promote NXT, which they did. But uh, I was TNT is the bigger channel. It, it is a bigger network. Um, new show, new attitude. Uh, first time on TNT in 18 years for pro wrestling. You know the kind of people who is being promoted on the show, like Jericho and and those guys. So again, it is the, it is week one. Um, but remains to be seen where they go from. One point four is a very high number. Eight eight hundred ninety thousand is still nothing to be mad about. Uh, again, but like the point I want to make before we get off is the fact that you're really splitting the same audience. You're not 
you're not getting the casuals just yet. It, now it's like, how do you get the non-wrestling fans to come watch your show every single week? Because my thing is, every single week you're gonna be you're gonna be splitting the audience that's already there. So uh, I think again, first week is out 1.4 That's still over what. 2.5 almost 3 million people watching wrestling on a Wednesday night where you got the baseball playoffs on and stuff like that so um, sounds good man pretty good you know does it go higher remains to be seen depends if they get the casuals if it goes lower I expect AEW to go lower in week 2 I'd be surprised if it's the same uh, you know in the same ballpark um, but yeah man um I don't know. I think a lot of people expected that high, that number to be high. It is very high. I think I, I said a million, and I asked you last week one million, one point one. They got more than that. So, you know, hats off to them. You know, <laughs> we've seen WWE already um, congratulate them, so they knew ahead of time. So that's why they did that. Um, but the last point, the real last point I have is the fact um, uh, I had it too. That if you don't follow Vince Russo, I know he gets a lot of you know he gets shit on a lot. Which I, I I'm a fan of Russo. Um, the quote that came out earlier about the company con- con- congratulating AEW, he just said, "So weak," and I I kind of I kind of agree with that because it's like yeah if like I don't see the World Wrestling Federation congratulating Nitro after the debut. That just that, that that's that's not happening. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are, are, are cooler now. They're friends and this and now it's just friendly competition. It's friendly stuff. Now back then, no, it wasn't friendly. I want you off the air. Bischoff came from McMahon. They won a Nitro over Raw. And it was a real war where people's lives were at stake as far as their 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 their, their working stuff. Uh, putting everything together, people losing their jobs, putting more money into the company, and now it's now it's more friendly. Never McMahon would have said that uh, back in the day. Now, I, is that McMahon saying that now? I I don't I don't think so. Maybe I don't think so, but it just kind of gives you indication, like you know, yeah, it's cool, but you know, it's it, it, it it's a marathon. We'll see what happens next week, but. I don't know. I agree. I agree with uh, with what uh, Russo said, man. I, I I did not. We did not imagine seeing that happening. No, honestly, I don't think so at all. I mean, this really, uh, really kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I think this is a great sign for all of professional wrestling. I mean, that's that dude. That's over two million viewers combined. Um, that's about what the amount of people that watch Raw this week on any given. I mean, honestly, probably higher than that because this week was the. I mean, usually they get like two million, if that. Usually it's like high ones if anything high one millions if lo- like low two million that's about it um but this is big news though this is huge so hopefully like i said they can build off of this mm-hmm. um that's that's a lot of people and that's not just again it's not like they split the 1.1 million viewers that watched nxt two weeks ago this is over two million viewers that's incredible so again those are a million that's probably either a million new viewers or a million WWE viewers that wanted to check out AEW. I don't know. Um, 
but that's a lot more people than usual that'd be watching wrestling on a Wednesday head to head with baseball and that show Survivor and mm-hmm. um, you know uh, American Horror Story aired last night and shit like that. So that's pretty big. So hopefully they can continue the success moving forward. And there wasn't a you know a one night thing. Uh, we also forgot the Sasha Becky match <laughs> and uh, the, the, the Roman Daniel Bryan tag match. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. of course, yeah. Uh, I got Sasha. Who you got? Yeah, and I think Sasha's got to win. I mean, they have not done two title changes inside the cell on the same night in like a decade, but it just makes sense to have Sasha win. She didn't win the title at the last Mm -hmm. pay-per-view. I think if Becky doesn't lose it here, then when does she lose it? Who does she lose it to? I don't think anyone else makes as much sense as Sasha Banks does. So um, I think Becky, or I think Sasha's got to win it here. Hopefully they can move on from there. The draft is coming up in like a week or two, so they could put... You know Becky on SmackDown, or they can keep on the same show, but they got to wrap up the rivalry at some point. And I think it would be better now than at any point than any other, considering it is Hell in the Cell, and that should wrap up the feud anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would have Sasha win the title. And then we have the tag match: Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns against Harper and Rowan. Um, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> probably, yeah. probably. Yeah, nothing on the line. So probably, it's like, who really cares? Probably Roman and Bryan, I would say. Um, I'm going to say Harper and Rowan. I think yeah, it's, I think yeah. having Roman and Brian is too obvious. Too I mean, quick, I would be yeah. fine if they won. I really, it doesn't really matter. Let's face it. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but I feel like they've had Rowan beat Roman Reigns. He beat Daniel Bryan, two big victories. Um, I think to have just to turn around and have him lose here would be, I'm not saying the guy's any good, but I think it'd be a mistake. Just run with it for a little while. Um, I think it's more likely because if Brian and Roman win, where do you go from there? What else do you do? They're doing Roman and Eric Rowan tomorrow night on SmackDown. Cool. Like, I don't know what else to make of that, but uh, I think it's more likely, and this is my official, uh, this is my official prediction. I think Brian turns on Roman Reigns, but doesn't join Harper and Rowan. That was my original idea like a month ago, but they are too far down this road now where Harper and Rowan have beat the shit out of Brian multiple weeks in a row mm-hmm. where that wouldn't make any sense. Um, I mean, nothing really makes sense in WWE. So I guess they could do that if they really wanted to. I just don't think that makes much sense now. Um, but you can have the best of both worlds, have Brian go heel, but not join them. But you can do a Brian Roman feud on SmackDown in the remainder of 2019. Because I don't know if you have Roman beat Brian here or have Roman win mm-hmm. the match for his team, whatever. Babyface Brian back already? Eh. What do you do with Roman Reigns? Like Roman and Lesnar already? Eh. Like there's really not much to do with either guy. So to kill time, and it's a feud that we have not seen before with Brian as a heel. I would have it be Roman and Brian, and I would you know jumpstart that on Sunday by having um, Brian cost Roman Reigns the victory. Or I guess they could win and he could turn heel afterward. But I would just have Brian turn on Roman Reigns during the match and give the uh, Bludgeon Brothers the big victory. Well, Graham, um, hope you enjoy Hell in a Cell on Sunday. We'll see what happens on on SmackDown with Fox tomorrow night. I think either me and you or maybe just me would do the recap of uh, SmackDown maybe Friday night or Saturday morning. We'll see what the schedule looks like. But if you're an AEW fan, an NXT fan, you're you're off to a great start. Uh, The Wednesday Night Wars is is officially underway. Can't wait to see what happens in week two. Uh, Graham, great work for Bleacher Report on Twitter at Russell Rant. You can find the podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. We got two out of three falls t-shirts on pro wrestling tees.com and uh you can follow me on twitter at randy j cruz graham my man always appreciate it appreciate it as always randy i'll catch you next week all right man take it easy all right adios all right